Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Electric Cars that we really like to have because gas prices, right? They're select remote style, and we'll, so we'll see if the original actually lets us cut in and do the shameless plug ahead of time. But if you do get to see that, you'll notice that whiskey and cheese manifested itself right in front of your eyes, and that's half of the magic. So, yeah, this is your show, baby. I'm just happy to be a part of it, trying out some stuff. You know, got a green screen if it. Looks like there's something going on in the background. We did it right. <laughs> if it looks like a big tarp, not so much. But hey, we're learning to grow up. So I, I love what you've been doing. I've been super, super happy with being able to be on your show, talk to uh, you know people that uh, we brought on mm-hmm. as a group. You know, Devin Dalton, Shout Adam out. Rivera, Shout out Adam. and you know I, I enjoy the shit out of this and wanted to do more of it. So we're trying it at my place mm-hmm. for the first time again uh hashtag sheeler select hashtag perpetual mechanism first time announcement we are live and legitimate so that's uh getting it started so all right uh let's get to the important things so get a little log of bull in 16 first time you've ever tried this isn't first it? time yeah first time uh, i got in or i saw you know nick Offerman. yeah from red parks Rec. he's got his oh, own little oh, you're reports on good yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. Right. And, uh, but he had his own blend of it, I think. And yeah. That's the I was like, oh, I think his is uh, aged 14 years because a lot of the ones done. So there's a. Sure, oh, oh, man. Salute. Appreciate it. Salute indeed. Mm. Oh, oh. oh, I'm digging that. Tastes like it smells. Woo! Delicious. Well, yeah, go ahead. So I'm in there. So, uh, yeah, Nick Offerman. Uh, he started doing that in Parks and Rec, and he actually has worked with Wagyu One for some time. And he's got his new one, and it's 12 or 14 years age, somewhere in that neighborhood. I'll uh, look it up later and yeah. post that up in the video. I'm not right in front of the monitor and the keyboard. I probably should put maybe just my keyboard there to look some shit up so we can fire it up on the computer next time. That would be a bad idea. Yeah, I like something right, right there. Yeah. You know, trial and error, we're doing yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I'm currently reading his book, Where the Deer and Antelope Play. Okay. It's basically his takes on like everything that's happening with it world right now and it's a good thing you know he's a he's a pretty smart smart dude and he talks about his come up and from acting and where he's been and talks about some whiskey and but yeah like he's a big woodworker too which i didn't yeah. really like i thought it was part of the you know rep parks and rec i thought it was just kind of a joke thing but he's oh, actually he's, legit 
woodworker. Uh, he don't call himself a master, but he does. Um, there's another show with him and Amy Poehler called uh, Making It, and it's really fun. It it kind of that whole vibe of you know every week craftsmen come on and they have challenges and then they continue to uh, remove someone until the end. There's a master craftsman. Yeah, but. Instead of that like angry vibe where it's like, well, you screwed up here, here, and here, um, it's more like, all right, like, hey, you know, this was what we liked. This could have been improved upon, but you know, thanks for coming out. Like, kind of that, you know, we appreciate you being here, which I think is a much more wholesome vibe than somebody being like, get the fuck out of my kitchen. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, you you did undercook the chicken and you could have killed somebody, but could you just be like, eh, leave? Uh, what is this making it? Making it. What's it on? I've never heard of it. Uh, I know it's on Amazon. Oh. Uh, actually, I was catching a plane flight and saw uh, Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler on that. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a fun ship. It's like a sketch comedy or? Uh, no, it legitimately, it's like uh, people coming in who are, you know, master craftsmen of their trade. Yeah. And uh, they're trying to make stuff. Oh, like, making it. Like actual making it. Oh, yeah. So it, it, it's really one of those. But he does a lot of woodworking shit. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you know, check this out. I think one of them, they blindfold him and they have him smell to see if he knows the different types of woods by smell. And he gets a couple of them right. So, I mean, shit. You you put wood in front of me and I'm like, uh, I, I that way. I was going to say, that has to be insanely tough to even try to do. Yeah. Well, you just smell different woods. Like uh, I didn't even realize they had their he, own different smell. got the smell. cedar right. And I was like, okay. I like sound different smells. But, you know, like oak, pine, things like that. And, you know, when you're in a wood shop and you're just cutting through boards all day you do get familiarized with that smell you know um, my i guess uh now cousin you know hashtag mary but uh you know <laughs> uh, they have a uh, local uh, local woodworking shop and sawmill and you go in there and you can smell if uh they're like you know cutting pine every yeah. day or doing some oak work and stuff and you can, you'll smell the difference and like i can't tell all the time but it is something that you know you go in there and you're like all right cool Something to uh, appreciate and enjoy. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing, like, growing up and even in today's time, like, I'm very ignorant when it comes to stuff. Like, people walk around like, that's a maple tree. That's a pine tree. Oh, I don't know shit. Yeah. And like, pine, because there's needles around. I'm like, yeah, that's about it. Exactly. But, like, so I can, I guess when you are working with it every day and you know, like, someone says, this is a pine tree or this is pine wood. And then you start to learn, like, it resonates with all your senses. Okay, here's maple. Here's cherry. I don't know what other wood. Out there, hickory, but yeah, but and there's like white ash and wormy uh, chestnut and yeah. all these things. I'm like, wood, they yeah. make shit from it. You and, burn it, yeah, you burn it when you need to stay warm. You, you put your furniture in when you need it, cabinets and stuff. Yeah. I mean, and then there's like the different wood veneers because of their pattern. And there's a whole subculture. Like, this is not, by the way, on any of the topics we have on this. But, you know, uh, well, I'll bring it back to the whiskey, you know, aging things in oak. Like, oak has become incredibly difficult to get a hold of. And it's it's been a boom and a bust for the industry because a lot of whiskeys are aged in a very specific, like, fresh oak. But now some of these whiskey and distilleries are deciding, like, well, if we get something that was aged in Jameson. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and age hours in it and let's see how it tastes. So now you're getting more complex and complete flavors because people are like, well, shit, I can't find a cask new. I'll get an old one. They'll try it and they're like, okay, that, that's actually a really good flavor. Let me go ahead and set up a deal. I'll buy, you know, 500, 1,000 of these old casks from you guys and age them. Like, 
you know, the Balvini 12, aged and sherry. So its Orsolo casks are highly sought after because they age their sherry. And then other people are like, well, we want to age ours for two or three years because it really gets some of that unique sherry flavor, softens it up like yeah. what we were talking about earlier and provides like a very nice tasting experience. So, yeah, it's good stuff. Lost be, I mean, there's so much to learn in the world. Dude, there's so much to learn. One thing, we've only explored like 10% of the ocean. I found oh. that, that's one thing that blew my mind. They found, when I say they, scientists, I guess, whoever, marine biologists found like some kind of new fish. And I was like, what the hell, man? We, of all the world, like I think the water covers up three quarters of it. And we go out 10%. Does it eat it? Is it tasty? I don't remember. I didn't, I, it was just a headline. That's all I read of it. And I was like, okay, new fish, whatever. Right. No big deal. I didn't really care about that much. I'm like a shark or something. But it was just, I think it just lives on the bottom, deep, deep part where it's oh. black of the ocean. They somehow found something. Yeah, I couldn't imagine being the dude who's like, or a chick running around, like has a little light and a camera and be like, oh, what's that shit? And everybody's like, uh, I don't know. And then you basically got to run it up the tree of experts and be like, well, do you know what this is? Do you know what this is? No, no, no. Like, I guess I found something new. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool, though, to yeah. even find, you know, like I discovered some new species. Yeah. But I mean, even there was a movie with, I think it was Matthew McConaughey, that he was talking about, like, all the shipwrecks and the treasure that's in the bottom of the ocean that's nobody's ever even still found to this day. Uh, that wasn't Sahara, was it? No, nah, not it, well. He did, yeah, he did Sahara, but it was like a, it was almost like a romantic comedy, but not nah, maybe Fool's Gold. Was that Kate Hudson? Uh, you lost me, man. Lost me. I mean, uh, I, I mean it's not a true story, was... obviously, but they come up at the end, like you know, oh, yeah. this much of the ocean has actually been found, and the treasures in the ocean, right? Well, yeah, Sahara was a good movie. I think it's an underrated movie. Okay. Okay. I mean, I mean, I appreciated it for what it was. Like, it was at the time, you know, you had Brendan Fraser in the mummies. You know, he's coming back, and uh, apparently he's a super wholesome dude. And I was like, you know what? Good, good for the wholesome actors coming out and not Weinstein and the shit out of stuff. Like, I, you know, what is it? Uh, uh, Louis C.K. I think I told you that joke mm-hmm. some time ago, where he's like, man, could could they have just for House of Cards waited like four months until they were coming out for the Me Too movement? I was like. It was a little spicy, but yeah, House of Cards, he just, um, and the reason I bring that up is he had like a $38 million, $31-38 million lawsuit that Netflix won where he had to pay damages because... Louis C.K.? No. Um, Predator. No, no, no. Who's the, who's the guy uh, he uh, touched the 14 Oh, wow. Uh, I can see his face. <laughs> yep. And uh, he, he was the main character from House yeah, of Cards. Main like, character. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it just fucked me over too. Yeah, and like but, uh, once they transition the story away from him, shit. Yeah. Like I said, he, I mean, I can. Yeah, I got it, man. I got it. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll update that, edit, edit out our stupidity, or not. I got it. Keep so, talking. I got it. All right, okay. technology, which again uh, is the the beauty of being able to do stuff like this. You know, Kevin like, Spacey. Kevin God. Spacey. We spaced on that one. Uh, <laughs> Dumb. Yeah. We're still fine. Uh, not not as uh, knowledgeable as it used to be, but still funny. Matters, right. man. It takes you places. <laughs> so, being able to, you know, see that you get consequences from having to pay out that kind of money. Like, I've never heard of damages being on the actor before. So that that'll be interesting to see. You know, as more stuff comes out of people being uh, dirt bags or not, it's like okay, well. How do we address that as a series, or do we even care what the fuck actors talk about? You know, we're we're doing things on YouTube. You know, you've been doing it now for over a year. Let's go. 
And uh, I mean, consistent staying in mm -hmm. there, like the gym, two things I've not done, been on YouTube or the gym in a while. Yeah. We'll see if I can uh, change both of those around. But, you know, having that morality stick with you, how people are just coming together and saying, okay, like we, we do care what this person does because, you know, the, the idea of celebrity, you know, we've been pushing forward a lot as Americans to, you know, send this all over the world. Now it's catching on, like, you know, a lot of K-pop, uh, Korean TV is becoming more popular over here. And, you know, people are, you know, hashtag celebrities right off the get. You get uh, Netflix uh, Squid Games. Yeah. That dude went from, like, nobody knew who he was. And the uh, the chick who was, like, the, the tough North Korean. Have you seen the show? Yeah, I watched it. it was gross. Yeah, so was the, uh, she went from, like, 200K followers or something to, like, Probably 8 million, years. like, in a day. Yeah. People are like, who, who is she? And so you can, you know, jump up and get that celebrityism, and then you get to the point of like, well, what if you were a dirtbag way back when? Like before you got popular. Before you got popular. And I think that there's really two types of uh, people. Well, well, I'll give them three. You get your Brendan Frazier's, your Keanu Reeves, people that it's like, oh, I tried to dig up some dirt. My, my favorite was Keanu Reeves. They, they were like digging in, like, this guy's got to be an asshole. And they found out that he donated hundreds of millions to uh, like the, cancer for children. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, look yeah. at that. Look at that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, he gives up to like the people who can help him make the movie. Like, oh, watches and every shit. time. Yeah. Like, he, he rides subways. Like, he's like the most low down key earth person. I just he, um, fucked that up way big. But yeah. <laughs> down, down, yeah, down, down to the person. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, there is. I remember like Matrix 2 or something where they're doing a like rainy scene and everybody's like, you know, out there. Apparently it was super cold and the extras didn't have blankets. And he's like, um, okay, can we get them blankets? I'm like, well, it's going to cost money. He dropped like 400 grand and was like, blankets for everybody because like that's just common decency. Yeah. And, you know, he just does stuff like that. Like he really enjoys working with the team and you can see like, and there's also that controversy of where people are like, well, he's not the greatest actor. I know, I know my missus doesn't like him as Anything? an actor. She doesn't like him as an actor. Like, he's a great guy, but she doesn't care for him as an actor. And I'm like, Ooh. you know what? That's cool. Like, I think that his acting is subpar. He's not going to win an Academy Award for the depth of, like, Leonardo DiCaprio who finally got it. But he's a great guy, and I love all the movies he's in. Yeah. I was like, great. his entire catalog I've watched a shit out of. Like from speed forward, and like Bill and Ted, dude. <laughs> that's when I first found out about. And uh, God, I forgot about Bill and Ted and Rufus. Rest in peace, George Carlin. Uh, you know, just the whole everything that he's been in, I enjoy. Are, are they going to you know knock down the Academy Awards and get like five Oscars? Shit, no. no. But I mean, nothing. The Rock's been in is going to do that. And, <laughs> What is it that are like, uh, who's who's someone who plays the same character and it's like four yeah, pictures of the wrong right, like, These yeah, are different yeah. movies. Like, and he's wearing the same shit. <laughs> the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, they're fun movies and they do well because yeah. people want to have that kind of like light-hearted, low-key, you know, easy going. And then you get someone like Keanu Reeves and again, not on the fucking script, by the way. Um, you get him in the movies like John Wick. John Wick in Spider-Man, which is on our uh, topic, uh, you know, they, they scored in the high 90s. And that's great because you have other people who are really kind of leading that Oscar-winning performance that are built around these leading characters who, you know, you may not want to have that depth of, you know, oh, they're reciting, you know, old Shakespearean. 
sonnets. You know, we're looking for people that are really dedicated. Like, I mean, so I dogged on him for uh, you know his acting skills, but his ability to train and learn kung fu, to do the gun, like he shot 15,000, 20,000 rounds uh, with weapons. Oh yeah, and, he actually uh, practices. He, he practices like a lot. In California. Like, he has yeah. a legit practice and he's a good shooter too. Yes. Like they yeah. call him high about him. Yep. He's and, good. And he, if he shows up, he, he, he's literally <laughs> the epitome of like the greatest coworker you want because they show up, they do their job well, yeah. and they're, they're not bad at anything, and they're a pleasure to be around. So everybody, like, I love watching the excerpts from, like, you know, the ladies that he works with, the dudes, and, like, he's just, he's an incredible talent that comes out and just performs, does his job, and he goes home quiet. I'm not that dude. I will, like, I will perform fucking immaculately or terribly, and people are going to know about it, and I'm going to run that mouth. Yeah. But going back to, you know, people being dirtbags way back when, it's like, you know, trying to navigate our landscape, and I'm not letting you talk at all. Sorry about that. That's cool, man. Uh, <laughs> you're saying good shit, so I'm just letting you roll. So yeah, uh, you know, people who used to be a dirtbag are still a dirtbag. Eh, fuck them. You know, like there has to be though the understanding and room for sometimes you know you screw up. You know, people who are you know six, ten years old who are in abusive situations don't know that when they're kids. Yeah. And then people who are even in their early 20s, like uh, shout out to the Virginia governor of soon to be former, because he got voted out for, was he the blackface or the Klansman? He was black, and, he did blackface. Yeah, because he, he threw that out quick, like it in a hurry. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. in the Klan outfit. Yeah, yeah he, he did blackface. <laughs> like, I was just blackface. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you, you think about that then, and people are trying to like vilify him. And I'm like, what, what was the personal growth that happened? Because there's so many comedians now that are talking about, like, well, you know, you can be funny about other things. You know, Dave Chappelle. Uh, shout out to uh, Dave Chappelle and Chick-fil-A because, you know, they can say whatever the fuck they want. People still lined up. Yeah, yeah he, well, he's catching heat off his new special. Though. Absolutely. Uh, transgender but, stuff. Well, the, the transgender community is very upset because he dogged them for their toxic, you know, because I, I watched the special. Fantastic special. I thought it was great. Um, he's dogging them not because of how they feel, what they're going through, etc. He dogged them because of the toxic community that they are. That you know, I mean, there's, there's positive points there too. But he was being like, "Hey, you got you guys are real assholes about this, and you caused my near and dear friend to commit suicide mm-hmm. because she couldn't handle it." And you know, he, he tells that you know, heartwarming story that is ultimately crushing. And he's dogging, he's not dogging out people for being trans. He's dogging them out for how they're acting like a bunch of assholes that are entitled. But, you know, they didn't like that. The trans community's like, you're being very hurtful. And he's just like, hey, you know, fuck it. Yeah, I mean, every community's like that almost right now. Just because you dog in one bit, they're going to come after you. Hard. Doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. Okay. Except, except for uh, rednecks, people in the South. Like, yeah. we're, we're good. Men, yeah, men are like, all right, cool, whatever. We, can. we all, rednecks always get dog. Yeah. I mean, ever since. Okay, but they're in the woods. I mean, 30 years, 40 years ago, I mean, that was how it's always been. You know, yeah. it was even still demeaning to call someone a redneck. But everyone's like, all right, fuck it, I don't care. I was actually in D.C. some time ago. Somebody, he's like, well, you know, hey, uh, he was, I don't remember what country it was. Uh, it was African, Northwestern, and. Like, I'll, I'll think about it now. What, uh, I remember it was in Ethiopia, because uh, he got uh, some people from there. But, like, he was talking to me, and he, like, he's like, well, does anybody ever call you a, because of my accent? He's like, redneck. And I was like, 
wait, is that, is that supposed to be a bad thing? Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, if you're waving around and being like, well, the South of Rise again, like, eh, how about we just lean it back to, I'm proud of, you know, my Appalachian heritage mm-hmm. for, you know, not, not the terrible shit that happened. It's like, you know, trying to be a proud German and saying, Heil. Like, that's not really where you're wanting to go back to. It's like, yeah. the third right. I'm not looking to go back to this idea of like, well, we'll, we'll put the dark ones out in the field. Like, no, but, you know, be proud of who you are from a heritage of like, I grew up on the land. Yeah. Being self-sufficient, enjoying the music, enjoying the food, things that all cultures have in common, but are very different. You know, like, you know, if you're going to uh, Chinese New Year's and they're having traditional Chinese dishes, not fucking General So's and shit like that, but, you know, like actual dishes from their homeland. You're going to um, a Irish festival and they're having traditional song, dance, and music. You know, things that you can really, you know, identify with and agree with, mm-hmm. learn from and appreciate whether or not you're a part of that culture. You know, these are things you should be proud of. But the idea of, you know, subjugating an entire group of individuals, maybe you should kind of reflect on whether or not that's your you know, value set. Well, I mean, echoing what you just said, I mean, if you think about it, all cultures started living off the land and living right. off with no technology, obviously, and living in all certain ways. But, I mean, you know, I hate saying this, but, you know, people, I think today, some people realize that food only comes from the grocery store, and they don't understand, like, hey, it's actually comes from the land or come from farm or whatever before it gets to the grocery store. And they don't realize that. What was a terrible meme, the chick that was like, oh, my God, why do we kill animals when you get meat at the grocery store? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know if that's real or legitimate, but we've been making fun of it for so long. But most people, you know, you know, you call it genetic memory or whatever, but we stick to our traits and to our tribe. But somewhere along the way, some people get lost, and then they go, they maybe find a group of people who echoing what they're believing in. If, you know, Keanu Reeves is the next best actor in the world or whatever, and then they'll find a community who surrounds themselves with it, then they go into these ideologies about, oh, this is the way now. Yeah. And you know what? Having the community where you guys... I guys, us guys, agree on something may be great, Mm -hmm. but it's when you start trying to take away from other people that you're really like, well, are you trying to take away from other people because they're trying to touch children, or are you trying to take away from other people because you feel like you're a piece of shit, and by dogging them, you'll feel better about it? Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to be right, you know, and support their cause, whatever, and I get that. I mean, everyone likes being right, but when they're told wrong is when it goes to hell, and then whatever they've always believed in beforehand... They're going to keep just echoing it and even spout it from the rooftops until everyone gets behind it. But it's like, hey, stop. You're not, there's a, you know, look around. Open up your eyes. You know, be open-minded a little bit. You know? A little bit. Like, you know, be... Not a be, lot, but just, you know... Hey. Enough to where you're, you're taking in qualified information. Mm-hmm. And you can't just say, well, now it's garbage because it's coming from somebody I don't agree with. It's like, well, you know, how did they get their information? Did it come from exactly. a qualified source? Is it is it making you question it because it's right and you're uncomfortable or because there wasn't enough due diligence on their behalf to where now it's like, well, you know, it, it isn't quite right because of X, Y, or Z. Like, are you being, you know, objectively reviewing this yeah. information? So that, you know, all that spiel ties into how far back do we look at people and how much do we look at their growth? And, you know, you come a long ways every, I mean, shit, every year, every five years, every 10 we start looking at, uh, you know, old grabbing by the pussy, uh, 45. <laughs> and, 
And like he said something in the nineties that every businessman in New York that was coked up would have said like three times a day well, between their martinis in the nineties. I mean, he got rap songs. Is it fun? Yes, yeah, me. Oh, kind of professionalism is this? <laughs> the kind that didn't put it on. <laughs> that's all good. But no, but like in the nineties, he had rap songs made about him, and he was one. You know, he was Trump, a millionaire guy. Yeah. Now everyone wanted to be him. Until, God, that name just keep going, bro. It's hot. Who's the guy? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Spoke his name. He's calling. <laughs> That's right. I, I didn't know we were like that. <laughs> <laughs> Trump is burning. But yeah. Um, God, we kind of lost my train of thought. Yeah. So, but you know, he was a big, big guy in the nineties. Yeah, had rap songs. Yeah. You know, lots of, lots of friends that uh, were of various communities. He's like, oh, I got a black friend. Like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that did not age well, but uh, but you know you get you get that kind of group, that kind of guy, and they say things then, and he's a terrible. Actually, he is a really good example of how to judge someone from that time period. He he didn't change. He didn't grow. He was rewarded for fifty fucking years. It's like, well, if you're a loud asshole, you'll get what you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, before he became president, my <clears> favorite story. And again, I hope I don't rehash the shit I've said. But, you know, um, he borrowed like $30 million from France and didn't pay it back. And France sued him in court. And he was such a pain in the ass. Like, he was like blowing them up, filing threats, countersuits, and shit like that. France said, fuck it, keep the money. And my first thought was like, all right, now that, that right there is the kind of asshole I want to be sometimes because, like, I couldn't imagine going to a foreign country, hucking millions of dollars, yeah. and being such an asshole that they're like, fuck it, we don't need the money. It wasn't worth their time. Anymore. We got wine and cheese, uh, fuck it, we're good, just stay the hell away. Right here. So, wow. But he loves being that type of person, I think, though. He gets off of it. Well, of course he does. Yeah. Again, it's like, he's been rewarded for it every step of the way. Yeah. I mean, he, he got a lot of shit for it from the news and media when he was president, but he got to be president of the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean... There's, he was an asshole all the way up through, which could be arguably like the pinnacle of U.S. society. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not really a job other than being Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. That's like where you can say, I, I am now the the senior most executive representative of a country. Sure. And you know we're, you know we're we're fighting China and Russia as best we can. We still you know buy a lot of Chinese shit, and the Russians you know occasionally hack us from time to time, less than China. But, you know, we're still, like, we're a first-world country. We're a pretty big shield. Yeah, we're okay. And, uh, you know, he, he made it by being a complete dick. Yeah. Got it. Like, and you can't judge him because he was winning, like Charlie Sheen, for being such a dick. Because he was taught that for, again, half of a century of positive reinforcement. And now we're getting, you know, guys in our mid-30s. And, you know, women, too, and uh, people who, however they identify, as long as they're not touching kids, I'm going to fuck. Yeah. Like, that's kind of where I draw the line. It's like, you know, like, and, you know, don't do it with animals either. I feel like that's kind of wrong. <laughs> kind of weird. Uh, I'm going to draw those lines if I get canceled in five years, you know, if I don't. But, or in a year and a half, who, who knows? <laughs> but, yeah. you know, people who aren't growing, people who aren't seeing some of these things and be like, you know, questioning it. And you know, we're seeing that the older people are like, well, I'm not going to change my ways based on, you know, X, Y, or Z. It's like, you know, that's fine. That's your hill where you're standing. But it's not really where, you know, you're going to be, you know, judged heavily on. Whereas we 
have to really kind of you know float around and figure things out. Like, oh, is this a, is this a trend? Is this something that we should really you know review and grow on? Is this something that you know we need to be like, all right, um, let's let's really kind of dig in and learn more about it. You know, it's uh, it's interesting. Do you think that you know when we talk about this, like what your definition of success is? But can you be your definition of or the bay term success? by you have to be a dick to be that successful or an asshole or whatever you want to say, or is there a balance or oh, there's absolutely a balance. Yeah. Like, and you know, can you get to this a certain level of Trump millionaire status? Not, not let's say millionaire status or presidential, you don't say presidential status, but do you have to be a dick along the way or is it, can you just be, I guess a regular person and not be a dick only in certain cases or is it very situational? Does that make sense? Well, let's uh, let's roll it back to uh, a president beforehand, and we use the same thing. Like Barack Obama wasn't a dick. Yeah, he uh, he exemplified what it was to really kind of be a good Republican president. And I didn't say that incorrectly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he his voting was very moderate, and uh, you know, other other than the uh, the blue badge, yo, team blue, team red, because if my team doesn't win, I'm upset for four years. Like, is this football or is this kind of where our nation should be going? Because I'm still wondering if gas prices are too damn high, but if the president doesn't affect it, we totally do. It won't go into that shit. But, you know, it, he wasn't an ass. Like, you know, he, he came up, he was a uh, university, I think he was Harvard professor for yeah, uh, business law. So it's, it's funny because people are like, well, he doesn't know anything about law. It's like he was a Harvard business law professor before he was a senator. Now, was he... There a lot as a senator. No, he, he showed up when he had to, and not much more past that. And that's okay. Dude became a president, president for eight years. Wasn't an asshole. Like people try to dig up dirt on him, and it's like, well, what was it? It's like, well, we can't find his birth certificate, but we can't find any proof of him being an asshole either. <laughs> so there it is. And you know, jokes aside, he also, you know, by following a value set very different from Trump became what is arguably the most successful person in the United States in that position. And uh, in pretty good time, too, for uh, someone that wasn't, you know, immediately identified as American royalty, Kennedys, things like that, like people who had a lot of both monetary and social clout. Sure. uh, Didn't fucking touch on any of that. So I guess, you know, young professionalism, work-life balance, maybe some of that. (laughs) Um, We did the whiskey plug. Hurrah! So this will be fun. Uh, we're going to try this out for the first time and, uh, yep, yep, keep in calls. Um, so we're going to try this out for the first time. Uh, you're going to help me out. Thank you, by the way. Uh, we're going to go to a commercial break. Not really, because we'll keep talking after this, but it's a good segue for a break, you know, refill the drink. You're actually going to watch us do that shit or, uh, there's going to be a successful stop. Uh, we'll find out in a minute, but, uh, here's to seeing us in just a moment. See you in a few minutes.
so, you know, we, we had our break. You either, like I said, heard us bullshitting or didn't. Um, but the cool thing, you know, we're talking about, you know, Spider-Man. And so this will be spoiler-free. Spoiler alert. Generalities. Uh, spoiler alert. No spoiler alert. No, no spoiler alert. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. So, uh, all right. You know, we got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, to drop down to 93 Oh, I didn't so, realize that. Yeah, people, hateful motherfuckers. There's always people out there got to be fucking negative towards yeah. something, man. Always. Doesn't yeah. matter. It's just the cool thing to do. It's like, everyone loves Spider-Man. Everyone loves Marvel. It doesn't even matter if you're a DC fan or whatever, but there's always that one person. I fucking hate it. Yeah. I didn't like it because I don't I don't like nice things. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hate myself and I hate everything else. Everybody else likes it, so I don't. Exactly. It's like, they got to oh. be that one person. It's like, all right, whatever, dude. Then you hate right. it. Who cares? Yeah, so thank you. Thank you for your opinion. Move the fuck on. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so you got to see it. I haven't yet. Yeah, I got tickets. I didn't have to pay $25,000 or whatever. They, I don't even know why they were. I think because they were, AMC was giving away NFTs if you were like went to the pre-show or Ooh. one of the first ones. And they gave you some Marvel NFT. And I think that's why in that area or wherever okay. the AMC theater was, tickets were getting scout for $25,000. I mean, I didn't know. None of us were talking yeah, non-fungible tokens yeah. were uh, being thrown out there. Uh, but I think that's what that's one. Of, that was only one major headline. But you know, we went over here to Blacksburg, and yeah, it was crowded, but we got seats. So yeah, and you got to see it. It was good. I mean, I approved. I mean, was so you know, I've heard people say it's the best Marvel movie out there right now. It's a bold statement. Uh, it's a very bold statement. I mean, it's good. I mean, it was great. I mean, is it better than Infinity War? Is it better than Endgame? Is it, you know, I'm more of an Iron Man guy anyway. But the very first Iron Man, I really. So is it better than that? It's, you can argue all day about it, but it's good. It's definitely worth going to see. I mean, we'll go. especially if you're not scared of COVID. But yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> right. Well, which we're on well, the, the we, Omicron Percy exactly. we, we don't have to get into that, but I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's super good. I mean, it opens up the world to endless possibilities. Like I said, you know, for the Marvel universe, and it's just and all these movies are just good, wholesome, fun movies. They are, yeah. And you know. Uh, we were, we were talking about a little bit in there, you know, they're, they're able to open up more varieties of now, like similar to uh, what Loki did. So if you haven't seen Loki, uh, this is a slight spoiler. So the timeline thing that they did in Loki yeah. um, allowed them to open up a lot of the Marvel universe right off the get. And then they're, Marvel's really pushing into that alternate universe, alternate reality, which if you read the comics, by the way, guys, this is 20 years old, maybe 30. This isn't new. You yeah. can you can Google this shit. I got a question on that. Um, so, you know, being able to see that, uh, you know, the comics, see where things are generally going, it's it's great because now they're not having to worry about retconning everything and say, well, you know, we meant this back then, and now we mean this, et cetera, et cetera. It's like that's just another another universe, another alternative. Go. So that's that's cool. Yeah. My question is. Right, so we were talking last night about how she only seen like a handful of these movies, right? Not right. right. So you're lady, you're lady. yeah. So we can say that. So obviously, you you know you've read the comics, you've seen all. Have you seen all the Marvel stuff? Everything. Okay. So if somebody wanted to go drop in right now and say, how many hours do you think they would have to spend just in like we can just do Marvel TV and video just mm-hmm. to catch up with everything? Because she you know she is asking questions. And I'm just, did you watch this one? She's nice. You know. There's 26 maybe movies 26 now. Maybe 27 two, now. Two hours minimum. So we'll say that. Uh, the That's series two hours. Mm-hmm. The Plus series, the- so um, 
Loki was six episodes or eight? I'm gonna say eight, six and yeah. four. Well, well, we'll err on the side of caution. Yeah. Eight, okay. Eight or nine hour. Hawkeye's out, and it'll be uh, full on hour. I think it's eight, and then uh, Scarlet. Um, yeah, which, WandaVision, yeah, WandaVision, which was Falcon. Falcon, uh, you know, I haven't seen that one. Really? So I'm a little, they got to go dirty. Little little on that. No, I, I like them both. Um, so, but yeah, so, Mackey and Sebastian Stan. But so, yeah, if you want to jump in, like how many hours do you think you're putting in? 70, 80 hours, probably. With full, full two work weeks. And uh, I mean, it's worth it if you, if you like that stuff. Yeah. I do. So, I'm nerdy as fuck. Yeah. Well, I enjoy the superhero movies. I always have. It doesn't matter what superhero movie it is. Like usually, I'm pretty biased towards them. I like them. You know, when like we just said, people were gonna hate them. But you know, even like uh, the Suicide Squad with Jared Leto in them. Will Smith. You know, they remade it, but I liked yeah. it. It was good. It wasn't great, but but well, it was Suicide Squad was the first one. The Suicide Squad was the second, and it was a continuation. Yeah, they did that. Sure. Right. Uh, but you know, Jared Leto's Joker. So they did the same shit for him that they did in Star Wars, and uh, they really didn't do him justice. So what, what, what do you mean? So Star Wars had the best villain that we never got to see because George Lucas folded like a wet napkin, uh, which was Jar Jar. Jar Jar was the Sith Lord behind everything up until the third movie when they just like because he got so much hate, because people were like, oh my god, Jar Jar was this and that, and you know, I'm gonna throw back to Kevin Spacey, you know, this whole Sizer Kose thing, where like, the bad guy's hitting like an idiot in the background, and all of a sudden, you know, they're pulled forward. And, uh, you know, one of the fun things online is seeing how much CGI went into editing Jar Jar, so that if you did a, it's like a 14 minute recap, you can be like, Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord, and you can find it. And, there's a lot of things that prove that Jar Jar was not a normal Gungan and that his actions, mannerisms, everything that he did ultimately set up uh, the Emperor uh, Palpatine to, you know, take over the Senate. And like, I mean, he is in so many key decision points, like when Senator, Senator Amidala goes and is like, oh, you know, we need to have a leader of the Senate. He's actually, the CGI, you'll see his lips moving in the background and his hand waving like he's doing a Jedi mind trick. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, why in the hell would you not just have him stand there and spend the hours and the money to have him lip moving and hand waving? Because you don't have to do that. And then there's like, um, when he jumps into the water, when he first gets uh, like the, the two Jedi land on... Uh, <coughs> No, it won't be a Star Wars spiel for long. But, you know, the, the two Jedi land, Qui-Gon and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And they, they just happen to run into a, a random Gungan who is able to do a backflip somersault into the water. Nice. Which, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, so they're super aquatic and super flexible. None of the other Gungans do or fight like that. None of them. They're all, like, you know, moving around, but none of them have, like, that very Jedi-esque ability to move and do things and he's always just like when he's in the middle of a battle and he's like just barely dodging things like oh it's dumb luck it's like is it though like you know and people talk about how it's very drunken boxing style which is okay. uh, it's a very good uh fan theory but you know going back and hell i forgot who the original person was that uh, we were talking about joker joker 
Thank you. Um, so Jared Leto's Joker could have been uh, the Robin that was infected and tortured and abused by Joker. And there's even one of the tattoos that he has a Robin on him. And um, Really? I didn't even catch that. So people ask him, like, are you, I can't remember which Robin it is. It's like the second or third. Todd. Uh, uh, Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Good. Yeah, they, uh, that came out of nowhere. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. so, like, so the Jason Todd is, uh, you know, that Robin was the one that in Batman Beyond ends up being genetically altered and he does a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde of uh, Joker, Jason Todd, Joker, Jason Todd. And it's a very interesting dynamic. <laughs> well, you know, he could have been the tortured Jason Todd that thought he was Joker and his acting would have actually aligned perfectly with that. 100%. And it's like, oh, dude, that's that's incredible. But instead they're like, no, 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 he, he's just Joker. It's his take on it. It's like, well, well fuck, that sucks. And, you know, because it doesn't align with any of the, you know, traditional Joker mythos or even the uh, the three Jokers that, uh, you know, was running around in one of the newer comics. And I uh, haven't read those yet. Uh, Did you say they have three Jokers running around? So Batman, this, this is, you know, current comics that, so, again, uh, spoilers for anybody who's only watching the DC stuff. Uh, you'll see here. It's, uh, it's December 16th. Yeah. Um, no, we're December. We're, we're spoiling 2048 movies for you. So, sorry about that. <laughs> um, you know, so Batman ends up getting into basically this. Uh, it's a chair that I think Odin uses that provides uh, omniscience. And, you know, you can ask it any questions, provide you the information, etc. And it could be wrong, but it was, it is a chair you sit in and it does give you omniscience. And he's like, who is the Joker? And the chair's like, well, which one? There's three. And so the comics dive into the three Jokers. There is the clown, the criminal, and I think the killer are the three. And it, it really goes into that. And it's quite nice. Um, need to, need to catch up and rate on that. Uh, I got, but I got a question. When you, all right, so you, yeah, you read comics a lot. No, uh, or, I'm on the internet a lot. All right, and so I have I mean, where, where do you get your where you get the information? Like, you can't be so I, I read a lot of comics when I was younger. Okay, which has actually made me relevant until probably the next couple of years, and then I'll be like, okay, I don't know what's going to go on or what's happening. But you know, that's when I was really young, and now I've got friends who do read comics heavily, and we'll just chat and touch base and yeah. do you mind about spoilers I'm like shit no uh, so, we, okay I was wondering if you like every week you're reading the newest comic or that came no, out no no that's because I was like I'm, I kind of want to know that you know well right share the comics around yeah. uh, I did uh, I did read the comics uh, last ones I really read were Invincible and uh, The Walking Dead and I liked where they went and ended up uh, of course Amazon just picked up Invincible which is they did a really really good job on that uh, it's the it's the cartoon one where um, it's basically like if, mm. if Superman had kids, but uh, he's also a huge well. If Superman had kids. Well, I mean you'll you'll see it. It's like a what if thing. Well, oh, no, Marvel did that. Well, Marvel did that. It's not quite like Brightburn. Right yeah. Brightburn. Oh, yeah, Brightburn. I care about that. Brightburn's going to be in a universe, and it's actually uh, the way that they're trying to do it. If it uh, takes off and they do the second one, is that imagine if. The Justice League was a bad guy, and then the uh, was it League of Supervillains, the uh, the Big Eight or whatever. Uh, there were the good guys trying to fight them, but 
And with Brightburn, um, the kid is basically Superman-ish, can only be hurt by like one thing, and uh, has heat vision, super strength, flight, all that. He gives absolutely eight shit. And uh, you know, he's 12, and instead of being, you know, mom and pop kinted, he's basically like, well, I'm gonna do what the fuck I want because nobody can tell me no. And it's a really interesting twist. I hope they expand on the universe. You know, they've done a little bit of that in DC where you know they're they're older. The uh, you know DC's Injustice, where uh, Superman gets a mix of kryptonite and uh, fear toxin from the Scarecrow, compliments of the Joker, mm-hmm. and uh, he fly like basically the Joker. Uh, he he gets super mad at him uh, and is flying him up into the atmosphere to uh, kill him. Like he, he gets mad enough at the Joker, I can't remember what he did to kill him. Well, flies him up. And as Joker dies, the fear toxin, the kryptonite, wears off. Superman has grabbed pregnant Lois with his kid and has killed her in space. So, uh, yeah, it ends up being, uh, like, he, he drives his fist through the Joker, and that starts the whole uh, injustice thing where, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty heavy. It's good stuff. If I ask you, like, who is your favorite ultimate superhero of all time? Like, do you have, have we ever talked about that? Your no. favorite time, favorite one of all of, all of this stuff? Of all the stuff, like I mean, like favorite to read or ah, uh, like, I guess yeah. Who like, you want to be when you grow up? Yeah, maybe maybe both. What's your both? Because that, that's a good question. Favorite to read and favorite. Uh, let's see here. Um, favorite to read was definitely Iron Man yeah. because uh, and you know it's it's shameless blood, but the dude he he was smart and. Later in the comics, like he does develop powers because of the things that he does to push his own limits while he's in the suit, and things that he realizes that he can't do because he is still a man in a suit. And um, actually, did Iron Man three? They did him dirty because uh, that what was that? Um, not a not Ingenix, That's a music group, but it was the uh, the uh, injection that they were getting that was causing them to overheat. And he had to fight Guy Pierce, who was like some lower CGI ever. Um, as he's like, ah, look at my, my hot chest and I breathe fire. It's like, oh. um, but um, but, it, but it was that um, it, it was that lines of thinking about improving the uh, genetic predisposition where he starts doing like some of the where he does the implants to be able to work well with the suit. He actually starts blending in with the suit. And they did a little bit of that where he started using nanites and technology yeah, to become, because his whole point is like he wants to be faster because every time he's not fast enough, like when Rhodey falls and hits the ground and he's crippled from the waist down, if he'd just been faster, like when he tries to, you know, take the nuke up out of New York, you know, if he'd been faster, he could have gotten back instead of falling and blacking out. Like it's all about him increasing his speed. And so he tries to, you know, continuously just become faster while giving up some of that, like, you know, I'm going to be super, you know, impenetrable kind of Iron Man. that he was originally, but he's just walking through all, like, big nut diesel, like, blah, blah. (laughs) Take tank bullets or whatever, tank shells. Yeah. So, you know, so. So, Iron Man's your favorite to read? Probably the favorite to read because there's so much expansion that he can do because of, like, if he works with the tech and he expands on it, like, there's. What is it? There's Iron Man, Asgardian mode, the uh, Celestial Killer armor, all sorts of like cool shit that he does. Um, but then you get um, probably my second favorite, and they've done a lot of TV and stuff with it. Is just the Hulk, you know, a guy who he's 
he's cursed. Well, I mean, you, you think about like you know uh, Bruce Banner and uh, Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno. Got to meet Lou Ferrigno. You met Lou. I met Lou Ferrigno. Shook his hand. Got a photo of it at the house. You never told me that. Oh yeah, dude. That's um, badass. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I was at the time. I was like late twenties. I could curl ninety in each hand, and um, okay, I'm, I'm six five. And like at the but time, yeah, same. Yeah. So, so like I, I go up to this dude and I'm like, you know, two eighty at the time. And again, like you know, I, like I was a little pudgy, but I was still kind of bigger. Yeah. And I shake his hand, and he's Lou Ferrigno's only like six two, six three. Wait, how many? Wait, how many years ago? Sorry, good job. Like ten. Okay, okay, years, okay. Eight ten, something like that. Well, how old is he then? Last time I saw him, he was, was that. Uh, well, so he's in his sixties. I love him. Man, was the last time I saw him. Yeah. yeah, he was pretty big in that movie. Oh, big. Whenever so, that came out. Yeah. So again, like he's a he's above average height, six okay. two, six three. Okay. And um, like I'm a little taller than him when I shake his hand. And like I go to shake his hand, and this dude's biceps. I remember I was like, this guy's in his fucking sixties, and I feel like a small child. Like I mean, just gigantic. And I mean, this is why he's you know obviously Mr. Olympia for what six, seven times, sure. like one behind Arnold, and he's always like. But you know, like even even that, like I felt small, and it was super cool because you know I I watched the Incredible Hulk growing up, and like he. He was my Incredible Hulk because, let's face it, you know, rural Virginia reruns. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, now, like, you know, seeing, uh, you know, the CGI Hulks and stuff, like, you don't, you don't identify with them as much. And that's why you get, you know, actors like The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, when they're, like, cutting out of their suits and they're just wearing that tight spandex. It's like, oh, I worked out hard to get these gains to be in that role. Like, Lou Ferrigno's like, I was lifting my ass off so that I could be the Hulk. And he's a big dude in that. And, you know, it's, uh, it's incredible work. It's super cool. Yeah, like reading about the Hulk and his growth of how he goes through. And the comics really kind of slimmed it down. And they don't have like as many of the alternate Hulks because there was like Gray Hulk. There was traditional Green Hulk. Yeah. There's like yeah, old, Hulk old Man too, Hulk, right? She-Hulk. Well, that's not one of his. Oh, okay, sorry about that. So you well, yeah, like She-Hulk, you have the the Red Hulk, which is actually uh, Thunderbolt. Uh, you know the dude, the dude who's been chasing him. He's like, "Quit banging my daughter, you green, big green bastard!" <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, when you, when you say it like that, you can see why he's mad. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, Thunderbolt Ross, that's it. So okay. he he ends up uh, becoming Red Hulk. Uh, She-Hulk is like his cousin or something in the comics, which is super weird because it's like, well, you know, there's similar genetics and it, comics always does a really good job of pushing in for the boundaries of what is like science and like, and the best part is they can kind of get it right and kind of not because it's like, well, if the science gets this proven later, like, well, fuck it, we didn't know any better. We're just having a good time. And if the science does prove it, like, hey, look at that shit. <laughs> We're ahead of the curve. So they get uh, the best of both worlds on that. Nice. But, uh, moving, moving to, uh, so Witcher. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, I saw that. I saw um, the first season. So first, first season was, was fantastic. Superman's in uh, there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah dude. Um, so my favorite part about... Wait, wait. Did you play the video games? I didn't. <gasps> funny enough. I'm surprised you would not play it. Even so, though, like, was it Witcher 3 is the newest Witcher, Witcher 3 is the newest one, and I may very well get it through and just like, blow it like, through. That's one game I would love to play again. It's fun. It's just fun all around. It's a great game. Like, I've seen a lot of gameplay. And I know a lot of, like, some of the stories. I'll, I'll watch that on YouTube. Yeah. And, you know, check that shit out and be like, okay, like, kind of familiarize myself 
but you know there's books and one of the scenes that they were fil- filming uh there was a snippet henry cable said hey you know i should say this it came out of this book on page 238 and i think that's a really impactful line and people are like he is like a walking encyclopedia of witcher information and what is it like um he almost missed his superman edition because he was in a wow raid and a world of warcraft for people who don't know what wow is i didn't know that so they are yeah um so like he is chairman on that sorry i didn't play everquest instead yeah. which is an equally terrible for you game gotcha. um yeah. just was not mm, forward <laughs> i've grown i've grown <laughs> uh hashtag miss it <laughs> so, uh, you know, here, here we go. Any any time you can play a game where it takes you two to four hours for a single level, you uh, you maybe should you know examine your life choices. So that being said, you know he he puts up a new standard that I think is both inspiring and frustrating for nerds. And I take myself as an example on this one because dude's built like a brick shithouse. Like, absolutely incredible physically looking. He learned, and he learned how to do his own armor repairs <coughs> because he was so muscular he kept fucking up his armor in The Witcher Season 1. I didn't, and, know, I didn't know that. And and very tiny spoiler, very tiny because it doesn't mean anything, but it's, it's cool to note. There's actually, uh, at one point, he's repairing his armor and he's doing it, and they're filming it because it's part of what his character would be doing anyways, but it's actually him repairing his armor. So it was really cool that he can do that. And like, you know, he's built his own computer, he still does uh, uh, a lot yeah. of that. But again, you know, it's, uh, who's the guy, Joe, not Joe Montana, but it's... Uh, Joe Montana. Joe Montana? I don't know, who? who? No, 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 it's, <laughs> it's Joe, uh, he played the uh, the werewolf on True Blood. Ah, uh, never got that True uh, Magliano? I'm, I'm butchering his last name terribly. Sounds good. But, um, like, you know, he, he does D&D weekly. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, like, the dude, he's married to, uh, Sofia Vargo? Is the, uh, sure, uh mid- mid-50s, super hot. Um, Smoke show, huh? Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> yep. Yep. Ha- hashtag and still look. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> So, you know, he is in incredible shape as well and a huge nerd. And it, it kind of starts, we're now blending into, you're no longer shaming people because like, oh, you're you're a dumb jock or oh, you're, you're a tiny nerd. Like now it's like, okay, well, you can get the best of both worlds. Like, you know, especially in American society, we have access to clean water, good food most of the time. You know, we're uh, currently trying to replace a bunch of lead pipes. And I'm like, you know, there's a few people, you obviously need it. But, uh, Joke society, you know, we're we're able to really kind of dig into some of these things, like you know, how do we feel and look physically? How do we learn about things and access to the internet everywhere? So you know, we're we're very fortunate, very uh, hashtag blessed society, and you know, able to do shit like this at the house, hang out, drink whiskey, and you know, a few people are able to hang out with us, drink or not drink as they want, and you know, hear us bullshit about stuff. So, we're, 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 we're so the whole thing about The Witcher. Well, wait, 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 real quick on that thought. One thing when I'm doing these podcasts and stuff, if I'm doing very well, we'll go back to The Witcher, but just that you and I are having a conversation when people are listening in and listening to this bullshit, drink whiskey and eat cheese, yeah. I hope they actually feel like they're actually a person in the room. Right, right. Even though they can, obviously they can't say anything, but that we're doing 
decent job and they think, well, that'd be part of this conversation. Even right. if they dig it or not, they don't dig it. I mean, if they don't dig it, then cut it off or whatever. But it's like, oh, yeah. love learning about superheroes. Well, that's why you can like and subscribe and also leave comments below and we will respond to those. But yeah, anything on The Witcher? So, you know, he really set the precedent for that, like, nerd, physically fit, best of both worlds kind of uh, blend. But you're, you're watching The Witcher and you're having a really good time. And season two is a continuation of season one. It is fucking immaculate. And um, there is, I think uh, Netflix already greenlit season three. I matter. Dang. So, I mean, but they did that in, like, season one. They greenlit, like, two through four or some shit. Or at least two through three. Um, not like Cowboy Bebop, which um, Netflix pay me a shitload of money. I will fix your anime problems. Fuck me. Quit ruining my childhood because you're getting subpar writers or the actors don't know what the fuck they're doing. I will fix this for you. You know what? Fuck it. And if I don't, you, you can have your money back. It's not as if you're doing anything with it anyways. <laughs> Fucking Cowboy Bebop. I tried to like it. It's not bad. It's not terrible. I watched it. But I went through season one, yeah. But it, it's a, you know, it's the same thing like a I lot of these animes like Death Note, Willem Dafoe. This is also not on the list. Willem Dafoe as Rick in Death Note was superb. Couldn't have done it better. Like if well, you he's, actually, a great, he's a great actor, though. I mean, I mean he, he, can crush, he crushes his roles. Every single time. Yeah. I, I don't think I've seen anything bad from him. Not off the top of my head. Maybe his er, really, really early stuff. But not even then. His early that, stuff was Boondock Saints. I was going to say, that was the earliest thing I've ever seen yeah. from him. So any, there was some, if there was something before that, then. Yeah. I mean, Shout out William Defoe. Keep yeah. it up, bro. Yeah. That's a guy you need to get on the show. Look, like that's the kind of guy that you don't see a lot of interviews of, and I, I think we have great conversation. You know, one thing that I've learned doing this, if, as long as you don't mind reaching out and being rejected, yeah, maybe, maybe. That's a good Well, I mean, I don't know how to reach out to him, but hell. Well, shit, dude. Um, what is you it can't like? score if you don't shoot. Right? You don't, don't shoot too hard, but I mean, <laughs> like, you know, you just pick up the ball and toss it at the basket, it's yeah. good. Um, you know, that, going going back to my frustration, absolute rage at right. Netflix, like, you know, they, they can make a hell of good anime. Like, Castlevania, uh, that adaptation from the video game fucking nailed it. And four seasons of gold and they they finished the story soup to nuts happy with it seven deadly sins um that anime fantastic it's uh it reads a little bit like you figure it would like it, you're not going to be you know amazed by this turn of events of like oh my god the ending blew me in a, in a fantastic way that i didn't understand like no you know what it's a little bit safe in some of the shit that they do and that's okay it was extremely fun to watch and be a part of it. I'll watch it again. But you get to Death Note. So, okay, fine, fuck it. He's in New York. He's not in Japan. He's a white team. He's not an Asian team. But then they start taking away all of these things that you really enjoy about the character, his ability to remain cold, calm, and collected. And instead, they make him angsty as fuck. And it's like, okay, we want to identify with the new generation. Like, well, then call it something else. Call it Death Book. Like, call it, you know, almost died note. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, if you're going to water it down, that's cool. If you want to be inspired by it, like, almost. You know, um, and everybody talks about how uh, the guy that played Jet in Cowboy Bebop was an immaculate actor. Uh, fun fact, it seems like he's the only one that actually watched the fucking show. <laughs> that dude, 
everything he's in, he was Jet. He's killing it. Everything. And, you know, because I rewatched the anime just prior to watching the series, and I'm like, this dude knew the assignment. Was it like, uh, that I, song, I knew the assignment. Exactly. Like, crushed it. Faye was a watered down version of Faye, and John Cho is a pretty good actor, but he played a very different Spike. Than, I mean, Spike was a guy in the anime, in my opinion. Of course, opinions vary, and fuck yours. But, uh, <laughs> you know, my, my opinion, jokes aside, you know, and again, would like to see some comments, some actual interaction on uh, the page. I'll, I'll reach back out to people. Yeah. But, you know, my opinion is that he was, like, Spike in the anime was a man who was trying to forget his past and run away from it because he's like, you know, that's not me anymore. I'm done. But he, he was haunted by the fact he always knew it was going to come back. Like, John Cho was a guy who was ready, he, he was ready for a fight. And he all, like, he wasn't easygoing. And it was very, you know, when you see the martial arts style, obviously, and uh, my buddy Adam, that you know on the show, yeah. uh, we were talking about the uh, fighting styles. You know, uh, in the anime, it's very much like uh, drunken boxing. Very go with the flow. There's a quote uh, in the anime, you know, like, be like water, which is Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. And, you know, and, you know, like his fighting style is, again, very much like, you know, flow around the punches, get the jabs and stuff. And then, you know, John Cho is incredibly physically talented. And what, I mean, I'm going to say it looked like Wayne Chun. Uh, very close quarters, very physical, um, not a lot of uh, flowing, lots of blocks, lots of strikes. Great to watch the action. And his, his spike was reflexive of that martial arts style. It's a little harder. It's a little, he's not it, man. He's not, uh, you know, Donnie Yen. Um, but, you know, he was, again, kind of harder, a little more grainy. And they were trying to push, like, his name is Fearless, which never comes up in the fucking anime, by the way. Yeah. Um, and Vicious is like, well, he's Mr. Studio Girl as opposed to, you know, just kind of like a coworker. Studio Girl. And they tried to make that a whole thing. And I'm like, you just, if you want to say, like, this is inspired by, or this is a continuation, or an alternate, like, say it's a fucking alternative, if you want. Like, something It's like, this is not a true thing to the anime, and I think that the fans will be more receptive. Or, if you want to make a shot for shot, do a fucking shot for shot. People are okay with that. And, you know, like, Samurai Shampoo is an amazing fucking anime. Trigun is an amazing anime. Like, these are, like, top-tier animes. So, Netflix has the right idea. They're identifying the right ones. They're really, really good. But they're getting people, it's like, did you even fucking see the, the source material? Like, like at what point did you think that was a good idea? Like, White Yagami in Death Note was all about taking the girl who also had her own Death Note and exploiting her mercilessly because you didn't give a shit about her. And then, you know, they tried to turn it at the last second in Death Note and being like, oh, you know, he's fawning over her and he's all about her. And he's like, nope, fuck it. I don't care about you. It's like, but that didn't lead up anywhere in his character. Like, his character was like, oh, my God, I need her. I want her. I'm a, I'm a boy that, you know, oh, my God, ting angst, uh, simp, simp, fire, <laughs> Like, oh, God. Uh, Damn, man. It was, it was just poorly executed. And it, it, it leads me into, you know, Avatar The Last Airbender. Netflix is doing the creators. They brought them on board. I was like, Yes. And the creators are like, and we're out because of uh, disagreements. I was like, fuck, it's going to be uh, awful. 
Shit. I mean, the actual crazy one would actually take it to a legit series part of it. Netflix has tried to put their... Well, the creators made a legit series. It's right, like, no, no, Avatar no. The Last Airbender, sir. I'll defend that to my death. But no, that's one thing that, you know, when people start doing their own stuff, that there's always somebody else in the corner like, no, man, let's do it this way and change it because they're going to get one. Like, no, keep it like what you're saying. Keep it original. Like, that's one thing about doing these yeah. things. That, hey, you do it the way I want to. I don't have some knucklehead like, hey, man, we want you to dress this way. You should have said it this way. Let's talk about this. Like, yeah, people are there, man. We're doing the real thing. Like, you want to wear some Chanel? All right. I'm yeah. with you. Like, Chanel, some new, uh, some, some flexible yeah, clothes. That might be Lulu lemon. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Hello, Lulu guy. What's yeah. up? What's up? Shout out, Lulu. Uh, see, real talk, dude. I saw $500 pants by Lulu lemon. And a uh, dude was walking around. Like, he's like, dude, look at the flexibility. He's like, I, I could be about that. <laughs> like, I was like, all right. Like, uh-huh. those are good pants. But yeah, they, they make good stuff. Yeah, you know. Again, that creative flexibility, and I, I think you're right. You know, once you, if you get a little bit of money and all the creative flexibility, you can produce some real gold. But if you get a shitload of money and they kind of pigeonhole you into, oh, you got to do it like this, yeah. then you're losing it. Yeah. yeah, money, money has a weird thing about changing the way your morals and values are. Yeah, you know, you get a little bit of that taste of money, and you're like, you're right, fuck everything. Yeah. Money, give me that money. Well, there's a reason we saw a lot of Kyle Rittenhouse and not a lot of the same next one. What is it, like four? Uh, I think, uh, who is it uh, does the uh, the minute clips? And it was the guy. Uh, oh, the guy off uh, Barstool? Yeah, Barstool. Yeah, uh, God, he, he was fucking mad because of that article about where uh, they said he was a, uh, uh, a rapist, potentially. And uh, he's like, this was unfounded evidence and you guys have uh, done this. And he's suing them. I hope he wins. Because fuck them. You know, you're gonna you're gonna say something, be like, oh, you know, he uh, he touched a girl once and she didn't like it. I said, well, like, you know, if he did, fine, but you know, hear the hear the things first. You know, but well, that's, that's that's what we talked about earlier that nobody's willing to hear this stuff first. You know, well, they don't want to take their deep dive, do their DD, their due diligence into yep. anything. They just want to go off whatever, you know, like my ass talking about something that I may have took just read two headlines. Like now I know I'm an expert in it. Right. But yeah, it's like, don't listen to me. You know, go do your own stuff and form your own opinion. But do legitimate research. Like, if you if you Google, do I have the biggest dick, and it comes up yes, maybe you search the next page. <laughs> Actually, go to page two on Google. Go to page two. We have a forgotten page. There's only one page of Google. Yeah, after yeah. that's at the beyond. The first page, you know, and Google, unfortunately, is a victim of their own success in this, and people don't know analytics, don't understand. Google serves up content based on what is put into the search bar and then what people click on the most. Well, if the people, yeah, yeah, sorry. I know you're listening. You're always listening. Um, So, you know, their analytics, if people are looking at the same content with the same searches, they pull it up because they're like, oh, this is the most relevant. And it makes sense. If you're like, oh, I want to find out what the new species of shark is. And you Google what is the new species of shark, more people who look at that article, it will flip to the top like cream. That's the whole point of having a search engine because the more people that search, the better it gets at it. The problem is now we have so many people talking about tribes, groups, people who have cognitive biases, right, wrong, or indifferent. The more they search for a specific um, search terms and how they phrase it, will bring things up that other people who probably have a similar cognitive bias review it. So, you know, if you're looking at like, why, why is Abraham Lincoln the greatest president ever? 
Well, a lot of other people that Googled that, they're looking for things to justify that point, are pulling it up. So it's raising it up to the top. So now all of a sudden, you know, page one is all about Abraham Lincoln. That big hat was covering up more than his forehead. Like, you know, things like that. Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, it's a lot to get over. I'm, uh, I'm still, like I said, angry at Netflix, but I'm scared. I'm scared because Avatar The Last Airbender, you know, what is it, like 20 years later, 10 years? It came out in the early 2000s, sure. like in the heyday sure. of Spongebob and shit like that. They're still, like, discovering little gems about how well-written that show was and how forward-thinking, not like season to season, but how it was a full story that they're telling. No. And, like, little bits of information, and that how that's translated into The Legend of Korra. Hopefully they're coming out with something new. I haven't heard it. You know, please... Uh, again, the same same writers and the same creators. Uh, anybody else can, you know, do something else. M. Nishalon, uh if he gets near a fucking Avatar movie again, needs to be beaten about the head and shoulders until, uh, you know, somebody else has quit. <laughs> All right, you know, so we, uh, we talked about the, uh, oh, yeah, and uh, we'll see if this green screen is uh, worth a shit. So hopefully, uh, again, you know, you guys, uh, if you see something cool, uh, happening in the background that means the green screen worked and the replacement uh, figuring this stuff out uh, you know maybe a big Schuler Select logo from time yeah. to time yeah something like that yeah that'd be Ooh, smart no no yeah bro yeah dude cheers to that man and uh, you know something and if it's just green well you know what uh, we tried we got A for best effort we showed up yeah you know we did everything else we, we understood the assignment but we failed it anyways <laughs> well John let's take this one home on that one then alright buddy well, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Dude, always have, good having you on. Yeah, appreciate man. the drinks. Appreciate the cheese. Appreciate Lagavulin. Man, this was great. I appreciate you hosting Sheila today. Thank you. I I appreciate the uh, the first remote. Hopefully not the last. Uh, yeah, shout out, tell you, shout out to all your stuff, though, before. Yeah, like, so, perpetual, uh, yeah, perpetual mechanism, baby. Yeah. So, uh, perpetual mechanism. We're, uh, we're still kind of figuring out where we are in our space. Uh, mostly, we're trying to appeal to those young adults and middle-aged and slightly older adults, uh, working professionals with without uh, family members that they're taking care of, trying to figure out, you know, what it is in this world that, you know, we're doing. You know, everybody has their opinion. Everybody has, you know, their thoughts on what they want to do, what they like, what they don't like. And, you know, we're going to give our uh, specific blend and flavor on that. And, you know, uh, we're... Uh, once again, I'm representing a cisgender white male with a beard who wants to tell you what the fuck is good while drinking his whiskey. Uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, but also with that that flavor of understanding that it's like, hey, you know, let's let's figure stuff out without being hashtag fucking woke. Um, you know, like actually digging into things, not being you know so poppy and trend alert or uh, preppy and trending. Yeah, trend alert. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Sounds good. I'm gonna edit that out. But uh, <laughs> all right, man. But yeah, I know it's been an absolute pleasure. Love doing these with you. Um, hopefully, you know, uh, we're gonna have to get you a GoPro for uh, Christmas or something. Uh, yeah. From GoPro hashtag, please and thank you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just so that you can do some of these remote sessions for sure. On location, definitely have you back uh, again. You know, uh, green screen goodness and uh, you know, cheese and whiskey. Woo! Nothing else, just a uh, fucking 15, 20 minute review of the whiskey. Yeah, like you still had to push my buttons, dude. That's there easy go. enough. Shake your hand on it. We'll call All it right, a day. Appreciate you.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 